It is Thursday, December 9th, and this is the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm your host, Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, the 2021 Spotify Wrapped is out, so be sure to tweet at us how many minutes you spent streaming the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast in 2021. We've got lead recruiting analyst, Brandon Drum, he works over at OU Insider, the Oklahoma website for the 24-7 Sports Network, joining us. And there's there's been a little bit of activity out in Norman, Brandon. But first of all, <laughs> how are we doing? Uh, tired. Very, very, very tired. I think I've had... Every, I mean, the Bedlam game and the matchup was exhausting enough to watch. That, that seems like a, five years ago. And it does. It seems like five years ago, but people forget that was a fantastic ball game. But everything that happened after that from... I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU to 12 hours later being the head coach at USC seems like just light years ago. And here we are on, I think it's December 8th, I believe. I don't even know what date it is anymore. And talking to you about uh, things that are going on in the world of Oklahoma Sooners football. Yeah, who would have known, right, that a couple of weeks ago yeah. we'd be discussing so much, uh, I guess, uh, shakeup and so many things that have gone on in the coaching world and in the college football world. And Oklahoma has been at the epicenter of it all, essentially, because there's been so many different takes, right? The the Lincoln-Riley LSU stuff was kind of a mm-hmm. cloud there for, for about a month or for about a week. And then you had the the quick switch over to USC and, and the fallout of that. So before we get into specifics and maybe some recruitments to monitor heading into the early signing period, I know there's been some decommitments as, as well for the Sooners. Uh, let's start mm-hmm. there with Brent Benevels. Were you at the airport? Did you get a chance to attend that welcome? Yeah. I mean, it looked it looked pretty fun. Yeah. So they so what they did is they sent a thing out to credentialed media, uh, basically about the time and stuff like that. It was kind of like quietly, I guess, if you hit up the the people and they told you like, hey, they're going to be here, here, and here. Now, obviously, the plane kept getting delayed and kept getting delayed and kept getting delayed and people were, they were following the flight tracker. And so we showed up not quite as early as everybody else. My goal was to leave when they took off and they took off a little bit uh, later than expected, but it gave everybody an opportunity and a time to set up. I mean, the university had a DJ out there. They had a guy with a PA system. I mean, they had the, the boomer and sooner the actual wagon and the ponies. I mean, it was fireworks. I mean, so the delay was basically to get all that set up and then to get everything ready for all the fans and thousands and thousands of fans were out there. They let the credentialed media out on the tarmac to get closer up and everybody else had to stay behind the gate. So we got to go out there on the tarmac. And since I covered the team as well, and, and it, it, it was it was really cool. It, it basically showed you how much. You know, the funny part is, is uh, I've been listening to other people's podcasts. It kind of showed you how OU kind of fits into the SEC as far as how they deal with football. I mean, it's just a different world in this region as far as football and the love for it, as far as college goes. And they take it quite seriously, serious enough that there was three, four thousand fans out there just smashed. I mean, it was it was shoulder to shoulder. You couldn't move type of deal. Horde of people 
there to cheer on and welcome Brent Venables as he came home. And it was, it was wild. It was really wild. Yeah. If a scene like that is any indication of what Oklahoma intends to do from a recruiting standpoint in the post Lincoln Riley era under Venables, Mm -hmm. who obviously has a tremendous track record and a reputation as a brilliant defensive mind and and obviously has done great things uh, recently at Clemson. But I think having a showing like that and maybe creating some of that buzz where it wasn't noon, right? It was a late night, I think close to midnight, mm-hmm. I want to say. And to have that sort of turnout, to have that sort of moment, I think indicates that Oklahoma isn't going to slow down. Like th- this is maybe just a little bump in the road, but I think they're trying to pick up right where Lincoln Riley left off in terms of recruitment. And sure, there's been some decommitments. There's been obviously some changes, not only in the 22 class, but also so in the in the 23 class, which was number one nationally at the time of Lincoln Riley's departure. But I do feel like the moment and the arrival and whatever we've heard from Benables up to this point should give you a, a pretty good understanding of what Oklahoma intends, intends to do now in, in recruiting. Yeah, they're going to go after guys that, you know, directly fit who he is as a person and who he wants the program to be. And it is a hard-nosed defensive philosophy with a fast pace. It's, it's essentially what Bob Stoops started out Oklahoma with back in the 2000s. And he's taken that formula, moving it into circa 2021 and making it kind of a, a new brand, a new generation, a new a new time as far as how they're going to build it. But he's taken a lot of the philosophies that Bob Stoops built when he came to Oklahoma and how Dabo built up Clemson and he's meshed meshing them all together and he's trying to make it into one program in Oklahoma and Norman in the Oklahoma City metro area so it's 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 a it really is kind of neat and it, you can kind of see the buzz around it right now i mean i thought there was going to be more decommitments honestly i thought this class was going to fall apart and here we are looking at still 12 commits with Oklahoma in the 2022 class you had uh Josh Bates the center for in 2023, the top center in 2023, just reaffirmed his commitment. Uh, and, and you know, some of the guys that I thought may may have you know wavered didn't like a like a Jake Taylor. That one kind of shocked me how adamant he was about OU and the momentum that Venables has built since he's arrived is. It's going to be interesting to see how it rolls over into the transfer portal. Maybe over in the National Signing Day, there there could be a surprise or two. I don't know who that might be right now because we're just getting into all this and he's just now getting out on the road. But man, it is going to be kind of wild, I think, as far as covering Oklahoma recruiting on the middle of December and then on into February because it's not going to just stop. It's going to keep going because he has to build this class. He has to go through the transfer portal. He's got to get things back on track as far as recruiting the roster, make sure Caleb Williams stays. There's a whole lot of things he's got to do outside of just building his staff up until, you know, February National Signing Day. So it's it it's a lot on Brent Venable's plate right now, but he's he's embraced it. And the energy around the program is something I haven't seen since 1999. Honestly, it's it's a whole different level. It's a long time ago, Brandon. 1999. Yeah, you, just, you just went back to the old century. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, that was the last time I can remember. But it's, that's the last time it's happened. I mean, right, Riley right. got given the job. So it was like Bob Stoops, Lincoln, Riley. It's the first time the OU job has been open in 23 years. So th- there is a buzz about it. It's something new. 
Yeah. And, and obviously we are kind of in uncharted territory. So I think that's why it's going to be so interesting to monitor what happens here in the next month and the next couple months and heading into this 23 mm-hmm. class as well. We are joined by Brandon Drum. He's the lead recruiting analyst for OU Insider. That's the Oklahoma site on the 24-7 Sports Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon Drum 247. That's Drum with two M's. You, you just mentioned, speaking of two, Brandon, you just mentioned two really key words that I wanted to discuss. Us, and that would be Caleb <laughs> Williams. Is, but... Let's let's yeah. get into it. Caleb Williams, what's going to happen there? I mean, I know that you are close to the family. You tracked his recruitment uh, very closely. A player that isn't from that area of the country is originally from the the DMV, the Northeast, and um, you know mm-hmm. doesn't really, I guess, have the ties to to that region. But I know he had a really good relationship with Lincoln Riley, and now with the involvement of the yeah. transfer portal and and everything, uh, what's the latest that you can? Share on Caleb Williams and Oklahoma. Well, first off, I mean, look, the relationship between him and Lincoln was palpable. I mean, it was it was deep, it was strong. Whenever Lincoln went to go talk to the team, he spoke to everybody but Caleb because he couldn't get words out. He just started crying and hugging him, from what I was told. And it was just a, it was a hard deal for Lincoln on that aspect. Uh, so it, it it's been rough on the Williams family. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. There's some. Uh, you know, you don't want to say like they're angered. I think I would say they're shocked, confused, just kind of there's so many unknowns for them right now that their their heads are kind of spinning. And so as far as his, you know, his future, he's he is a he's a student. His, his dad will always tell me he's a student at the University of Oklahoma. He's getting his schoolwork done and he's going to play in the bowl game. And that is as far as anybody knows right now. Now, he met with Brent Venables today, December 8th, this morning. I don't know how that went. I haven't spoke to anybody yet, uh, but I do know that that was on the docket before Brent Venables headed back out to go see Kobe McKenzie on an in-home visit. So, um, yeah, it, there's a lot to go through. They still have got to sit down. The whole family still has to sit down with the strength and conditioning coaches. They still got to sit down with Jeff Levy, the new OC. They still got to sit down as a whole family with Brent Venables, the president, the AD everybody, Bob Stoops, they are all going to sit down and they're all going to talk about, okay, what's the plan? What is the plan for my son? Riley had a plan mapped out for him. What is your plan mapped out for him? And if they like what they hear, he'll stay. If they don't like, now obviously the next choice would be the enter the transfer portal, but nothing is in stone. Nobody knows. It's not 50-50. It's not this, that, or the other. Nobody knows. They don't know. So how would anybody else know what they're going to do? Because they're still trying to map out their plan and listen to what Oklahoma has to say first before they go any further. So until that happens, everything's kind of at a standstill. So And, and they've got time. They're not in a rush. I mean, he could go into... He could he could go into the portal in in Jan- middle of January and and kind of get out and get to where he needs to be as long as he's enrolled. I think it's most places are at the end of uh, January, so he'd have two weeks to figure out what he wanted to do. So there isn't a huge rush for them to sit around and you know say we got to do this this or this. They want to get to know the the levies. They 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 want to get to know the Venables. They want to get to know uh, the new staff. They want to get to get a feel for them before they jet off to do something. Because if anybody knows the Williams family, everything they do, they're very analytical and they're very task-driven people. They go through a process. Everything for them is processed and they always have an A, B, or C plan. So this isn't something that is going to just be a spur-of-the-moment deal. Because as a matter of fact, they're committed to OU. 
they were out looking for homes because they had moved to the Norman, Oklahoma City area. And they were out looking for homes when all the Riley stuff broke and were literally trying to see if they could buy a home in the Oklahoma City area instead of living in an apartment. I mean, that's how much they're they're committed to Oklahoma. And so this isn't something. So if they end up leaving, it's not like that's what they wanted to do. It's just what the circumstances made happen. Sure. And that's yeah, about the gist it, of it. It's all. just kind of an adjustment, right? To whatever situation yeah. has been laid out in front of him. And obviously, who would have guessed that Lincoln Riley would be at USC? Um, probably, you know, not going out on a limb when I say that even Lincoln Riley probably didn't know that that would be a possibility uh, heading into the, the month of November. Yeah. So they'll, they'll be recruit. I mean, Oklahoma will be continuing, I guess, to recruit Caleb Williams in a way, right? To keep him from leaving the program. I think the new staff mm-hmm. has to make that a priority, but we're, we're less than a week away until the early signing period. What do you expect the Sooners to try to accomplish or try to focus on to try to close out this 2022 class or maybe delay some recruitments for the traditional signing day in February or or maybe turn their attention to securing some some prospects in 23? Like, well, What kind of roadmap do you see for Oklahoma here in the next couple of weeks? Well, you know, first off, they're going to go see Kobe McKenzie he decommitted to them after being committed to the school for over two years or close close to two years. It was a shock to everybody when he decommitted. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, you know, and now he's having kind of some second thoughts. Maybe he was a little too hasty on the decommit. Uh, you know, maybe he needs to hear what Oklahoma has to say. And now he wants to. Brent Venables called him on Tuesday and he, he basically said, look, he told his parents, I, I may have made a hasty decision, dad. I, I am very sorry, you know, but let me, let, let's go through this process and see if, uh, see what they can find out. He's decided that he liked what he heard from Venables and he wants to go and uh, do an in-home and that's going to happen on December 8th today at 3 p.m. And we'll know after that, you know, maybe he'll take an official up there because he can with the new staff, they can take a second official visit and all that. So we'll figure out all that. Uh, I think I think they're also going to be looking for maybe, you know, a linebacker. Uh, maybe somewhere else. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Maybe, I mean, Jaron Kanak. I think is a guy to watch. Uh, he was from Kansas. Brent Venables is from Kansas. Obviously, he grew up loving Clemson, but Venables was his guy. Was the guy he was committed to, basically. And when you talk to sources and stuff, there's a lot of if Oklahoma goes after him, there's a good chance that he ends up at Oklahoma because not only does it make sense with his family living in Hayes, Kansas, which is only like five hours from from Norman compared to, you know, 20 hours from Clemson. So there's a lot of things going as far as that relationships go. Uh, I've heard Jihad Campbell is a guy to watch going forward, potentially. I've heard, obviously, Toriano Pride came out and said that he's committed to Clemson 100%. So I don't know that that's still a possibility, but there's a few guys that, you know, are out in the uh, Southeast that Oklahoma may go and push. And I think we're going to see some surprise names come up. I think there's a name actually to watch. Like if Caleb Williams was to transfer, I think Dylan Gabriel is a name to watch really closely as far as who could be the next quarterback at Oklahoma. His, he's got a great relationship. He was coached Jeff Levy coached underneath him. I think there's just a lot. I mean, we're sitting here talking about it like we know what they're going to do, but we really don't because it just started. He just started getting out on the road. So I think this weekend, I think as the week goes along, we're sitting here on a Wednesday. I think we're going to see some of these names pop up as official visitors this weekend because Oklahoma has to have some official visitors. They got to try to close out on some guys that want to sign early, that may be early enrollees. And then they move forward from that and try to see who's left over in the market that are going to be February signees, that are going to be you know May, June guys that are going to show up on campus. So 
look, they've got time to do some things. They've got time to evaluate the roster they have at hand. And I think that's first and foremost what they got to do. And they've got to see who who's going to buy into Venables' system and who's not. And then you got to go in and backfill from there. So I think this is going to be a wild offseason for Oklahoma. Just something Oklahoma fans haven't seen in a long time. I think it's akin to, akin to uh, Porter Moser after Lon Kruger left in basketball where everybody just kind of transferred out. And then he rebuilt one of the better rosters in college basketball after that, just through the transfer portal in a couple of late commits here and there. So uh, we'll see. I just think it's going to be fun to follow. I think we're going to get to know who Brent Venables is as a head coach and as a recruiter, as a head coach real quick. A lot of moving parts there. And I can say right now, I think Oklahoma as a whole, in terms of their recruiting and, and their direction now under Brent Venables and under a Jeff Levy, one of the more fascinating storylines here heading into the early mm-hmm. signing period and beyond. And Brandon Drum and his team over at OU Insider will be doing everything they can to bring you all the latest uh, and, and recruiting scoop and buzz uh, over at OU Insider, the Oklahoma site on the 24-7 Sports Network. Brandon, thank you you so much for joining us get some rest it's going to be a mad dash (laughs) towards the early signing period but it's going to be a lot of fun it's going to be fun hey blair thank you for having me all right that is brandon drum you can follow him on twitter at brandon drum 247 again that's drum with two m's if you like the show please follow rate and review us and throw us those five stars stay locked into 24 7 sports all weekend long as we bring you the latest buzz and recruiting scoop from official visits in-home visits unofficials and commitments everything that you need heading into early signing period next week for our guest brandon drum and our producer lance glenn i am blair angulo thank you so much much for listening to this edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.